0: I'm going to work on my own projects for now. Spend time with my children. Yes, <coughs> yes, listeners, I'm bringing his. I'm bringing up his children hey, wait, free again. Free the
1: children, man! <laughs> Hello, and welcome back to the Popcorn for Dinner podcast. The podcast by and for screw-ups and dipshits. Fair. Today, we are talking about Succession season four, episode four, fondly referred to as Succession PC, Postcox. And joining me once again, is always in the mood for a phone sex bit it's a bube how are you doing
0: Invitable, but you know sh- uh, sure i i won't i don't think i'll disagree with that <laughs> at this exact moment i'm doing i'm doing okay
1: Well, a bit it doesn't have to be not actual phone sex, Just, just, does yeah i know i check. know
0: i know it's i know the the, the bits is like because you know phones the like bits are so like hit or miss if you're not roman roy then i don't know if you yeah, can do it right true so true
1: true true if you're not roman roy you can't you can't take the risk um how have you been? I haven't listened yet, but I hear you had a, a tough Mando recording, a tough Mando episode. Look, man, um,
0: there's, there's, there's too much happening. People are getting ambushed. Um, people are people people are people are getting people are suffering. Okay, they are. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. I did. I didn't mean to unleash the PTSD. All
0: I all I'll say is, let my people go. Okay, based on all the references I've been making in this season so far, I think anybody who watches the show would be fine in understanding me saying, let my people go.
1: Fair enough. I don't watch the show, so I'm just going to take your word for it. So speaking of Mandalorian, as I hope you guys know, if you're on this podcast feed, Ibube and Priscilla have been covering it and we're entering the finale this week. So please check out those episodes on the feed. Um ted lasso and yellow jackets continue to chug along um and if you listen to this episode this particular succession episode please please um well, i was gonna beg but i'll get to that in a second because i just remembered importantly um unless you listen to this episode in the one hour between the end of this week's succession and the end of the barry season for premiere then our barry thoughts are also up on the feed right now um Please, please check that out as well. We're going to be covering Barry all through the season. Our episodes are going to be out immediately after the Barry episodes finish airing on HBO. This week is a two-episode premiere, and then from then to be one week, one per week, leading up to the dreaded week where Succession, Barry, Ted Lasso, and Mrs. Maisel literally all finish their final, final episodes in the same week. It's a TV bonanza, man.
0: If you an answer.
1: Yeah, plus a Yellow Jacket season, season finale, which at least that season, not series. But four of the, my best shows of the last 10 years all finished within like the same time span. That's quite stressful. Yeah. So back to the begging bit. Please, if you're listening to this episode, please rate and review on Spotify, on Apple Podcast. Um, Just to say that I, we see the numbers. We know people that listen to this episode. And thankfully, there are more than five, at least for succession. <laughs> but we also see the number of people that are rating the numbers don't correlate to put our rating so please if you're listening to this and you haven't rated us on spotify please give us five stars on our podcast please give us five stars can even just give a review the review can just be like this this podcast is great um i know you might not believe it but those things really, like one review really really helps us just get across in the the algorithm so unless you don't if you don't like this episode if you don't like this podcast please don't review at all just thank you for not even reviewing <laughs> but if you do like us please give us uh five stars Wow, you weren't kidding. That was a full-on begging bit. Love it. Oh yeah, look, you you have to be shameless sometimes. You just have to, you just have to beg, guys. It's taking. You guys see how many episodes are coming out on the on the feed between now and like June. Like, there's a lot of shows going. It takes a lot of energy. So, the least I can do is just beg you guys to please rate and review. Please share with friends, Uh um, so that it makes it a bit worthwhile for us to continue doing it. Um, Oh, finally, we're getting closer to the release of our film-focused podcast. Titled is This Cinema, hosted by Priscilla and Jess, produced by Chine So please keep an ear out for that. We should be giving out some information about that um, very soon, and hopefully it will be on all podcast platforms. Um, yeah, we're going to talk about Succession. OBR, right, if you're listening to this, stop listening to it and go prepare for your exams. And yeah, good luck with that. Yep. So, what we're going to do for Succession is we're going to go beat by beat, we're going to talk about um some important things that happened, and then some also not important but very funny things. Um, because even by succession standards, this is a bottle episode. Like they've had some episodes that are in one location, Safe Room comes to mind, but this is a real, real bottle episode, even by the show's standards. Um, so, yeah, succession season four, episode four, titled Honeymoon States, written by Jesse Armstrong and Lucy Preble. That jumped out to me because I think this is the first time Jesse Armstrong is sharing writing credit on an episode i can't perhaps remember. yeah
0: I, I thought about it as well because yeah um, lucy i think also tends to write on her own um, yeah she's one of, she's one, actually one of my favorite succession writers her oh, okay. background as a playwright really contributes to all the amazing dialogue and yeah. how it goes so well with the blocking like she's covered a lot of corporate stuff she's responsible for some of those crazy roman lines as well you gotta love her um yeah. so yeah seeing them work together on this episode um you know looking at those writing credits at the beginning it just makes sense because there's so many jokes in this episode to be honest with mm-hmm. you that's one thing i noticed I, just, I was just watching it and thinking the banter in this episode is <laughs> is in excess in Do a you good have, way hmm.
1: yeah so and it's directed by the great Lawrence gafaria who directed the movie Hustlers and also last season's too much birthday so she's she's very good at having candle in crisis we we can we we can decipher that um Speaking of Kendall in crisis, this episode starts with a tapestry of the siblings the morning after Kendall is stressed out. Roman seems to be the most normal out of all of them in terms of his morning activities. And she re- receives a call from her doctor. Did you, this will be our first pit stop. Did you understand this phone call? Because I, I fully, did it.
0: I fully understand this phone call and I... I understood it at the time as well. And I just want to say that as one of the first people on this chaotic internet to say that Shiv might be pregnant, I, I just want to state that my gigantic award should be sent to my home and not my office. As there is more space here, I'll just put it next to the guitars. Um,
1: No big deal. Well, well, well I will have it engraved. Thank you very much. So, because I missed the word that the doctor said, and obviously our screeners don't have Subtitles, yeah. so I couldn't really tell. Yeah, so what what was it? What did she say? Well, how did you know it was a pregnancy call?
0: Um, she talked about um blood work, first of all. And she also mentioned something along the lines of of a 20 week check. Okay. So typically when it comes to um when it comes to early um well pregnancy treatment and stuff, anything mm. that's like prepartum in that way, you would have frequent checks with um with your doctor to just to see how things are going um make sure any everything is in order in terms of blood in terms of like hormone levels in terms of just general treatment just so they can do checks and stuff uh, 20 weeks is obviously quite some time that would mean that Shiv is essentially like close to That's five about months five pregnant
1: months. yeah and I wouldn't you like
0: some people don't show like that don't show? Um, mm, yeah they, okay. they don't show they, not everybody shows in, in exactly the same way so that was kind of interesting to see, and it makes sense why. I mean, if you look, watch her with now that you know this, and if you if you see the episode again, we're gonna talk about watch it. her every, ti- every time. Every time she looks it. at Tom, she is very angry <laughs> because she's we're like, gonna, we're gonna talk about, we're gonna talk about she, it because yeah. I
1: even without this knowledge, I already had it. We're gonna when it gets to that Tom and she's scene, we're gonna talk about it. But now, as I was, as we were talking, I was like, oh, okay, and that's what yeah. it makes sense. Actually. And when she
0: tripped and fell, that's why it was a bit devastating. And she was trying to pick herself up so quickly because that could be a miscarriage.
1: It's funny because I, even when she tripped and fell, I already like shivered,
0: mm.
1: even without the, the pregnancy knowledge. I mean, I guess it might give a good um, insight into where my brain is at right now. Because when they said blood work, I started thinking of like medical issues. I wasn't even thinking of like, like obviously I knew pregnancy was was a possibility, but my, I was just thinking it's just sick, stuff like that. Um, okay. So yeah, we can move on. Um, guys, I apologize because I'm not a medical professional, even though I'm sure you might have been <laughs> confused about that. In the previous episodes, <laughs> um, it's funny because I think that's that's the second that's the second um, pregnancy lecture I've received in as many weeks. If you listen to our Yellow Jackets episode, you you understand that that's true. Wild. Uh, anyway, so yeah, Kendall arrives at the apartment for the wake, where he's met by by Marsha, who assures him that another thing is she to speaking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but did you know? Did you know that that Marsha is speaking to Logan every morning and every afternoon? And then having phone sex at night. Like, every day, they've, they've, they've had a full schedule every single day. We Marsha speak can intimately fuck all every, the way up.
0: every evening. I mean, how is she going to come here and say that? How did she arrive at this place before Kendall anyway?
1: Like, I'm just... <laughs> Marsha can, can fuck all the way up with her life. She's, she's crazy. She's okay, can... so to be
0: clear, you don't believe her whatsoever.
1: Zero. That word That we're speaking every morning and afternoon and then having phone sex at night every day? Come on, Marsha. At least make it a bit believable. Maybe say it twice a week. Every day.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I find that so interesting because Ma- is this it's such a contrast because Marsha is trying to make herself seem as close to the situation as possible. Yeah. Uh, the situation she's in. And Hugo, who... <laughs> Hugo <laughs> is trying to be as distant from his own situation as possible. We can get to Hugo later. But, yeah, we'll uh, talk about like, Hugo.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't believe her, like I just said, but it mm-hmm. wouldn't be unlike Logan to have like become yeah. disencanted with Carrie, which I don't, I don't think he was but like and then just be talking to Marsha constantly well, at the very
0: least trying to keep Marsha happy on some level because her not being happy costs him money we saw in the, at the beginning of season 3 mm. that it yeah. physically costs him money
1: but I don't um, think yeah but I don't think, if yeah. he was talking to her every day I don't think it'd be about him making her happy I think it'd be what he wants because I think I think Marsha I mean I think it was happened. just
0: like check in maybe they had like an arrangement or something yeah Carrie wasn't aware of her own place in this arrangement, which kind of results in the way Marsha treats her in the episode. And it's so funny because Logan clearly has, and I don't even really believe in types like that, but like Logan clearly has a type. Like looking at Carrie, looking at them next to each other is like, wow, this person could be like a young Mm Marsha.
1: Yeah, so Kendall arrives at the wake. He walks through. All the people that give me condolences, including our favorite Hitler sympathizer Mark Ravenhead. Um, <laughs> the siblings are the siblings, hug, and they're as normal as you can expect from from the Roy siblings. But then something weird happens, right? And Shiv notices Tom, which obviously, like I said, we'll talk about it again in a minute. And she does some incredible. Sarah does some incredible facial acting, mm-hmm. but then. Something happened that triggered my soap opera brain, that triggered the top of my brain that doesn't usually come into effect when watching the show like Succession. Um, Greg walks into frame, and Shiv kind of moves her head almost as if she doesn't want to make eye contact with Greg.
0: Yeah, she she con I think it's like she associates she associates them with each other, right? So like she was looking in that direction, and she saw Tom, and immediately started frowning. And then yeah. as Greg started to come up, she's looking away. She's like, yeah, I'm not looking at you guys. Like just going out of her way to be like, I'm not looking at you guys, which makes so it that very is, obvious that she's trying not to look at them.
1: So that is the very rational and like layered examination of the whole thing.
0: I know you are not about to tell me that you think she slept with Greg.
1: But then what you have oh my God, during the you like, are. don't touch me, <laughs> last, last week. <laughs>
0: okay. Okay, sure.
1: To Greg. I, I don't. Thinks she slept with greg i would never write that she slept with greg i'm just like i said my this this is the days of our lives part of my brain this is the younger and restless part of my brain this is the when you are mine paloma part of my brain working this is the jane the virgin part of my brain working
0: oh wow okay i i
1: look I, i'm just saying i don't i don't see how that would work i don't see why it would work it would be very in line with everybody involved in this situation like that greg would do that to tom That she wants to do that it would make sense why she kept on bringing up greg in episode one about the disgusting brothers it it just seemed it just seemed like two very harsh reactions to greg last week it was the don't touch me and now it's this i don't this is not a, i'm not i'm not even about to sleep on this or dying on it it's not it's not a, i'm just i'm just saying, I'm saying that's what, what came to my mind this is a safe space it's just you and i and no one else. So I'm just, I'm just saying. You know what?
0: I have, I, 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 I gotta hand it to you. I, di- that's not something I would have predicted <laughs> to <do> hear <that> today.
1: <laughs> wow. I'm just, okay. yeah. Look, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, Anyway, uh, we'll, I, look, I very much expect to be wrong, but look, we'll see. Is we will see. I miss- mean, Nicholas Brown
0: said the that the end of the season is wild. That's the word he used. So now you're scaring me.
1: <laughs> well, okay. Hmm, I'll go talk about this later when I have some random points. But I've heard that I think it was a hard Reporter that tweeted or mentioned that every episode of season is a day. Mm. And obviously, we've seen four now, and each four has been. Yeah, I mentioned that last week days. as
0: well. I, Brian Cox believed that too as um, in his own portrayal. So,
1: yeah. so I'm kind of. Well, obviously, kind of for him, it was everybody. because because yeah. he, he died so for him yeah. it was actually a <laughs> day each but then if it's going to be a day 10 days obviously they said the election is is coming up this week so they'll say there's gonna be an election episode mm-hmm. but then obviously 10 days doesn't give much time for shiv to start showing which i guess was good in terms of the writing mm-hmm. but yeah i mean we'll find out what happens um okay so tom goes to meet frank jerry carl and carolina where they're discussing who could possibly be the next no, CEO. No where they're
0: looking at the china
1: you have to be discreet. The oh, Frank, it's So dramatic. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> um I have loved everything that Carl has done on this show. But as someone uh, who saw exactly someone who saw David Rasher on Veep, I'm glad he finally got a chance to do this. Like his takedown of Tom. I have you have it here word for word. <laughs> <laughs> you're a clumsy hit, hit, hit. interloper, and no one trusts you. The only guy pulling for you is dead, and now you're just married to the boss's daughter. And she doesn't, she doesn't even like, like you. You are you are square and fairly fucked. Just like
0: that. That that was just like. And wow. he
1: obviously had the classic. It's not me that's saying it's them. Yeah, yeah saying it's not yeah. me. And the like way Tom Tom's is face really falls. striking
0: out everywhere he goes in this episode. Oh, uh, this We're we'll about Tom. This we'll is just the Tom. beginning. Like, Carl is so hilariously savage. And it's such an interesting um, switch of tone from, you know, what we're just seeing with Kendall walking in, right? Like, that dirge of Kendall walking through the apartment is kind of like a dark mirror of the walk Logan made through the the condo in season, in, in, mm. season, um, in episode one of this season, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, because it's yeah. like, he barely, people he barely cares about are throwing platitudes at him for the sake of it. And for the sake of favor, it's kind of like, you know, Cersei's walk of shame, but fully clothed, and the stones are, and the stones and spit are condolences and irritation. So it's, it's sort of like, you know, this similarity, maybe that's mm-hmm. a slight nod visually um, sure yeah, to him, yeah, yeah. to him potentially being the successor, at least in spirit. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's kind of like a foreshadowing of what's coming in um, later in the episode, because as all those people were saying, that's a good, things, that's a good pull. Yeah, yeah all those things. Thing. All those people saying all those things really made me think about that because Logan walks through as well as like I don't want to see or talk to any of you, but here you are.
1: Yeah, right. And it's kind of the same people. Well, I don't know if similar Mark people. Was Logan's birthday, but I, we obviously know Sid was. Yeah. Um, the other guy. I keep forgetting his name, but he's the guy that um, Ray. Logan tells to. Ray. Yeah. Um,
0: his, his name is Ray.
1: Ray. Ray. Yes. Ray. Yeah. <laughs> tells to piss in the cup during the ball on the floor episode. Um. Yeah, okay, so let's, let's just barrel on. Let's go. I mean, lots of what happened in that scene with the higher ops is I can't remember, what they call them in the episode.
0: Senior management,
1: there's something, no, yeah, but there's an insulting term they gave. I can't remember.
0: Tom called them um seasoned graybeards,
1: yeah, I think something like that. By the way, I think there's some birds singing outside my, yeah, I was gonna window. say, I'm so, hearing something whistling. Oh, so you're hearing it, okay? Yeah. So I do apologize, listener. If anyone is, I don't know, I there. Unfortunately, I cannot control nature as much as I would really wish I could. But so, yeah, please try to filter that out. I apologize. Um, but yeah, a lot of this scene with the greybeards was what you kind of predicted last week. So we, there's nothing here surprising. Like, we always need up going to just so... We mm-hmm. could spend an entire episode analyzing the just so that would be fun. If only for things like Jerry saying your... Uh, what did you say? Your melanch- melancholy is, is getting all over the, <laughs> the tacos. Yeah, you're so or someday, sad like- you're eating
0: fish tacos. Yeah, it's like, yeah, you know, um, I'm, I'm distraught. It's like, okay, well, you might want to put down the first taco. you're getting your melancholy everywhere. Like, such a good line, my goodness.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Greg, Greg tries to console the siblings in his very yeah, he, cause way. Because the family
0: should stick together, you know? Yeah, yeah, they the family. They should stay strong uh-huh. and support each other. And
1: <laughs> he, he smartly tries to, he smartly and also quite transparently tries to wave his Uncle, Uncle Ewan vote in the air. Um you're like, yeah,
0: don't get rid of me just yet.
1: <laughs> yeah, the siblings are inviting. And Roman gets a call from Matson, which they ignore to try and get their ducks in a row. Again, this is all just plot stuff, nothing. Mm-hmm. Um I think the I think this bit have got a friend. I do apologize, guys. I I don't <laughs> know what song they are singing. Okay, so a quick run through of things that happen in the next few minutes. Greg continues to make the rounds this time with Marsha. More on that in a second. Check. willa and Marsha exchange barbs. Incredible. Check. Um, Connor buys the apartment for sixty three million. <laughs> uh, check. I don't and like Kendall it, tries check. to talk about talk about therapy with his siblings. Um, check. So those are things that obviously we don't need to, we don't need to get into.
0: Except I just want to make sure that I just want to mention yeah. very briefly that that place is not worth sixty three million dollars. I'm sorry, but it's not. Well, it, it's just not well.
1: You but. see, you you don't want to pay realtor fees. Also, it's very expensive to get in this kind of buildings. Like, these are legacy buildings, according to Connor. Th-
0: that transaction, even the speech shake of it, just everything just made my head.
1: <laughs> the speed shake was hilarious. It was so <laughs> random. Like, I'm just Bro, like, Marsha, what life did you live before you play? I'm telling what you,
0: Marsha <laughs> Marsha is a rogue. I've said it before. are
1: you a Mossad agent? What the fuck? Why did you do this speech shake?
0: Bro, she fleeced him completely. Okay, for reference... The, uh, the the condo that Kendall bought for Rava that we see him having his meetings in in the, in the early episodes of season three, that yeah. place is currently on the market for about 23 million, right? And that place is nice. I do not see Logan's place being worth three times the cost of that place. I'm just- Well,
1: isn't right. Logan's place like more floors?
0: It's- Logan's place has- More rooms and stuff. Logan's place has more floors, yes. Um. However, I think in terms of like the- it's a it feels a bit more more compact there, there are more rooms and everything and it's in a more prestigious building for sure yeah um yeah. but i Location, don't things like that yeah i i still think connor is slightly overpaying
1: oh 100% connor was i like, that's not i don't think that's not for debate like <laughs> like, like you don't
0: like, want to pay realtor fees like yeah let, let's not pay the realtor like you know an extra hundred hundred thousand. you might as well just throw marsh an extra 10 15 million okay good for you
1: oh my god Anyway, uh, Hugo Hugo confides with K- in Kendall that his daughter went all Harper Stern the day before and did some insider drill, very good. Know, the, the news. <laughs> Thank you, very I just, good. I find my I find a way. Is <laughs> uh, that I tried it on the news of of Logan's death? This will, if you got the episode, you guys know this will obviously come in handy towards the end of the of the episode, oh, 100%. Uh, which we'll talk about as well. Um, the code book scene is one of my best scenes this season. I. I love seeing these these kids like <laughs> happy and laughing with each other. It's nice. Uh, I thought I thought it was just like is it hilarious? It's like it's like you forget that. I mean, obviously these these kids are being written by very funny people, but these kids are funny. Every most characters on this show are just funny. Right, apart from obviously being written by, by funny people, that's why they are funny. But like, for example, complicated man equals to through phones at staff, sharp reader of the national mood is a bit racist. All of that was just really good. Loved it. Ending it with, with Kendall saying he did not fuck children because he didn't want to hug his grandchildren is spectacular. Like, Jesse and Lucy would have been like, I can't believe we've, like when, they, when they landed on that line, they were like, this is hilarious. We're, we're taking a day. We're, we're, we're done for today because it's incredible. It's it's just incredible. It's like, yeah, I just yeah, I just really, really love that scene. Um let's move on to what I think then propels the the drama of the rest of the episode and probably the rest of the season, if things are gonna go in kind of the way we expect, which knowing succession, that's probably not true. Mm -hmm. Frank shows Carl a piece of paper, which leads them to speculate in a in a comic mode, in a humorous vein. Right, they only speculated that maybe a breeze that threw the paper out of Frank's hand and somehow land in the toilet where it gets flushed. Maybe in a humorous vein. In jest. This, I'm not going to lie to you. Carl might have been the MVP of this episode. This might have been That's Carl's what I'm episode.
0: saying, bro. That's what I'm saying. Carl this have been was episode. killing it today. He really was. All these side comments. and from not Not even it's not even just that i don't know if you i feel like i didn't hear it initially but then i listened Mm -hmm. again and it's like this man is like look i want the top job or i want an exit package i'm halfway on a greek island with my brother my brother-in-law what does his brother-in-law
1: do who is his wife like (laughs) what bro what
0: Carl's is like please if i'm not just let me go i just want to buy my island i'm i'm like wow first of all Carl has enough money to buy an island like I don't know if you all know, but islands are not are not cheaper. Like, well, everybody- he
1: revolutionized cable TV in the 90s. That's like 30 years. That's 30 enough. years of hardware. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, yeah, they removed Carl's tie and let him loose. Like this person, I think I'm seeing him without a tie, and they just let him loose. Truly. Yeah, so Carl, Carl is great. Anyway, Jerry walks in on Frank and Carl talking about this piece of paper. And between the three of them, they it out and decide to tell the siblings and Greg more on that later about the paper they should have flushed it down the toilet but yeah okay. <laughs> they really should have they should have seemed it's actually so so much stress man like everyone would have just been happier happier if this guys just flushed out i think that's toilet.
0: honestly the reason that logan would have allowed frank who he's had such a checkered relationship with in recent years to be the executor of his estate i actually thought that was a surprising touch i when he said oh you know as executor of his estate i was like oh okay i did not realize that was you so I, but I don't think
1: we would look trust anyone else more than he trusts Frank. 40 that's years the
0: thing, is I a... think Frank is is still the best choice. It just shows yeah. that you know relationships really do stand the test of time's um here and there cuz he is Frank is the most uh, I say the most rational of the senior mm-hmm. management after Jerry.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So. Um so apparently in the letter it says that Logan wrote um that Kendall but well, he would want Kendall to be CEO. Then he either underlined it or crossed it out.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then he also made some additions in pencil, including one of which was Greg, such so as Greg and question mark. Um, let me take a pause here and do a mere culpa. Um, well, it's not really a mere culpa because, nah. But I've been seeing some things in the. Obviously, we said we'll, we'll change this if any news came out.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think it was the LA times did an obituary for Logan Roy they stating did. that he was 84. I don't think the early times would do that without kind of like a go ahead from from yeah. succession itself. Um, I, well,
0: or my assumption actually when I saw that was they just went with we're in the fourth season. Let's just add four years.
1: Yeah, uh, but would not they have confirmed that with HBO? I, I thought that would not they have confirmed that with HBO before going ahead?
0: Perhaps, but I don't know. Like in my own head, it's been about two years. Like I still I think our one year assumption is a bit too tight. In my head, it's been about two. I think four is a bit much.
1: Look, I'm guys, I'm 100 percent sure. No, 98.2% sure just Josem doesn't have sure a date in his head. Yeah. He just, he's just yeah. writing a show. Like this is just for us. But so I'm still quite I'm quite worried to go to four. But the reason I'm bringing it up because this apart from the early times thing, this episode, they bring out times. They bring out timelines. They say things like maybe Logan wrote that four months, four years ago and changed it 18 months ago. So is the four years ago before the show started? I would, yeah, that's what in I'm thinking. One. Four years, started, right? four years
0: ago, because when um when Kendall shows up and he and, and he tells Logan like, Oh, like what are you doing? You what are you doing? Like you've you're kind of ruining all this by saying you're not going to retire. He specifically said you're ruining two years of corporate strategy. So I would assume that four years ago okay. they were still that's when they were kind of like still in the throes of the process of making sure that Kendall looks like the heir apparent before Logan showed up and changed his mind. Okay. 18 months ago, um, like if we go with like, you know, my two-year assumption, then 18 months ago would have been when he's like, okay, something is wrong here. Because I think it also depends on like what you assume that line is. Is it a cross or is it an underline? What do you think?
1: Well, we're going to talk about that at the end. But it, I, wait, What do you, have an, do you have a camp?
0: I'm not entirely sure. Um, I think it's but, a cross. I think yeah. it's a cross. I'm I'm gonna say I, I think I feel like it's a cross just based on everything we've seen, especially if Greg's name is written in pencil near there. So um, so Greg's for name for some reason. I don't know if that's just a spite Ewan. but
1: <laughs> So Greg's name. So if Greg's name is eighteen months, let's give it eighteen months, it means obviously our one year thing's out the window because he mm-hmm. didn't know Greg. He didn't know about Greg He, um,
0: he didn't care you know about mean? Greg, didn't like know, Greg was yeah. not in the forefront.
1: Yeah, before the show started. So yeah. it has to have been... 18 months has to have been... So maybe two years obviously makes more sense. Okay, mm-hmm. so... But he just writes a great question, man. Like, it could literally have been, like... I'm trying to remember this guy's name. <laughs> like, Perhaps. the yeah. funniest thing is that Roman says it's 50-50 whether he wanted to fire you or, or kill you. Mind you, he said 50-50. I mean, there's no good... It means those are the only two options. Like, there's no even, like, good thing about you. Yeah. Anyway, um... So he's, which I think was the funniest line for the episode, which I don't want to say, this leads to Greg saying, well, maybe the natural conclusion might be, might perhaps be, I'll be his number two. And nah. it would be, if I tell you I screamed. Me,
0: you, Frank, Carl, Jerry, Roman, Shiv, Kendall, we all started dying at the same time. Like I'm telling you, we were laughing. I've, I, not, I've not laughed like that watching the show in a while and that's, and that's even including Hugo almost going to jail. <laughs> like that one Hugo. made me, like, I was losing my mind. I was like, not Hugo going, like r- almost going to jail. Perhaps maybe at some point, potentially going to jail this season mm-hmm. for in- mm-hmm. insider
1: trading at your big age. Insider trading. Hugo, how long have you do been you, doing Okay, this? but do you think he knew? Do you think he knew? I don't think he knew. I don't
0: think, I think he, he knew. I think it's all his daughter. Yeah, But how did his daughter find out?
1: No, no, he told his daughter, but he's probably, like, trying to make conversation. He told that like, Logan was dead, but his daughter went and did business on it.
0: Well, I think, to be fair, I if we're being really honest here, I think it is possible to separate him from his daughter, from his daughter. in this situation yeah. um, because she did the purchase on her own and is old enough to kind of, you know, run through that. He didn't do mm. anything, but then, you know, a good lawyer can probably argue that they were in it together.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I mean, so the Greg thing—I laughed so hard that I didn't realize that Frank was laughing as well, bro. And Frank laughing makes it so much funnier. Do you know why? Because I don't think people don't usually laugh at things like that on this show.
0: Yeah, especially not to people's faces. But yeah, that just when Greg says things, how things like, just,
1: Greg. Just, "I just insult you," they just move on. They never really like laugh at the things that we find funny. Yeah, very, really, did laugh about, about them on the show, and I was like, "This is actually so funny that Frank is laughing." Because like Frank is like,
0: "That's when I knew." Like, How did you make this, that confusion? Funny, like I looked up, like <laughs> as I was out of breath, I looked up and saw Frank laughing. I was like, "Wow, <laughs> this,
1: we are yeah. eating right now." <laughs> um, okay, so we've obviously mentioned the letter, and it leads us to I guess maybe the, a question we need to discuss, which is when everybody leaves. Kendall asks Frank, "Do you think this is real?" Blah blah blah, and then Frank says to, to Kendo... Ken, you've got stuff cooking. You seem so well. Do you really want you back really in? You want back yeah, in. I and felt it's that. Like,
0: it's such a fair question. Like, you, <laughs> you're doing better than you have. And he can't answer. He can't say yes.
1: Because yeah. he cannot bring to her to actually say yes. Even though we know yes, obviously. But he cannot say, because him saying the words is almost like, why do you guys want this? And this actually goes to all siblings. Obviously, Shave makes the joke about, mm-hmm. should we just let Kendall have it? Because it's, it's terrible. But it's like, all the siblings kind of want this, as we find out a bit later. It's like, why? why do you guys want this you're out you're literally about just let somebody you're about to get out of this
0: they want it because they've been taught on some level that they should want it and mm-hmm, because they're mm-hmm. their father's children they crave power for the sake of power it's it's interesting because if Kendall had had really matured as we as much as we hoped he had in these past 3 seasons he would be able to say this is cool that my name is here but in all honesty i don't want it you mm-hmm. can check out he can. And he was at a point where, like, in, at the end of the season, yeah, three, where I was, he was, I going was to check willing
1: him to do it. I was willing like he, he him can can to do He can just say, that. listen,
0: like, you know, I'm in a better place now. I will support whoever is there. In fact, here is Roman. He is, like, he's somebody that seems to have been chosen by dad recently. He's really dialed into the business right now, more so than me. And he can co-lead with Shiv. I will support them as their brother, and I'm going to work on my own projects for now. Spend time with my children. Yes, yes, <laughs> listeners. I'm bringing his. I'm bringing up his children hey, we're again. It free these children, man. <laughs> oh, I'm. I'm not the one who freed them. Kendall freed them. They're the ones looking for him. Whatever. Please continue.
1: Everybody's children. Child services for the Roy King, right? Um. Yeah. Like. I mean, look, look. I we can probably spend another extended 20 minutes talking about being... Even though I, I'm i saying what they want, I know what they want it. This is like... Logan has, like you said, Logan has made them feel like they have to... Like, if this is offered grabs, you have to want it. Like, it's, it's like you just, like, you cannot say no to this because if you do you're losing the big contest like you have to want this thing you have to fight for this thing it is your birthright you have to uh, like you have to prove that you deserve and i'm like ah, it's like it's logan haunting them from his grave um and yeah they're they're not i don't think they're ever going to be and this is what this is what i think the show is about well no let me not say that because that's a very generalized statement i haven't thought about this properly to give such an in-depth statement but i do think this sh- i came more about the show of like will this kid ever be healthy enough to walk away than the show of who's going to come see you like who's going to wear the crown at the end it's like it's that's not that's not the thing that i try it's like is this cycle of abuse with this kid that they never like is the is this the show about trauma that i'm more interested in i love a great business show every, every day of the week but i'm more interested in this fact of like would this kid ever be healthy enough to be like actually you guys are selling Gojo in six months. I'm fine taking a step back and we're going to get Pierce. And then they keep on saying this bullshit about, oh, we'll fold ATN in and Pierce. Yeah, no. when he, when I heard that, no. I actually
0: laughed out loud. That's literally like saying CNN and Fox News are going to become like, one company. I'm how? Who, who's
1: who's your audience? What are you talking about? Like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure the right wing don't want to watch Africa the show or rather homework the show Africa all the time. Like, That's not what they want to watch. Wow, they really um, to that. Same way. Literally seeing where the left don't want to see Mark like Ravenhead on their screens like what are you talking about anyway um yeah so like there's some just incredible shots there's that shot of obviously the camera on on Kendall and you see Shiv Shiv looking at him in the background all this is like um Shiv and Tom Shiv and Tom have your heart to heart on the stairs in which Shiv delivers the incredible line of I guess you're worried you picked the wrong horse <laughs> you picked a dead horse which is mm. terrible gambling on Tom's part um mm. Tom talked about the first time they had sex. And again, we get that another mention of the terrible state that, that Shiv was in when they met. At this point, I don't know if we're going to get more um, backstory on that kind of terrible state. that might just be for our, for our imagination. But, so we're going to talk about the thing about touching, like you said. I have never seen, and I hate when, I, I hate when people make statements like that, because I probably have, I can't remember. But for the sake of podcasting, I'll just say, I have never seen a breakup like Tom and Shiv's on TV before. Like every time Tom either asks for permission to touch her or hug her, or even every time he tries to do it without asking for permission, um, the way she recoils, and this was this was I was thinking this before I even thought about the pregnancy. The way she recoils or even outrightly says no, it's just it's so real. I don't know how to put it like it's yeah, it's like anyone who's ever had a like a bad period in relationship, or even just a fight, a really bad fight. Like that is a real thing. That is like, it's like, don't like you're trying to, like, I cannot like feeling you physically will make me sick. I can't. Mm -hmm. And again, it's it's a very important contrast to the fact of how season three ended when Tom is holding her and she's feeling that sickness, but she manages to hold it in because she doesn't have at at that point the courage or she's not ready to tell him, no, don't touch me. And then now, like, she's done it so many times. Which is, again, why I guess the Greg Don't Touch Me thing stuck in my head. Because, like, he's the only person that she's done that to. But, like after, the, like, after the press conference in last week's episode, Tom asked, can I hug you? And she, she obviously says yes. But then this time, like, on the stairs when he tries to, and she's just like, no. Just, I don't know. That, that dynamic is just very very interesting to me it's very real i'm just like i've never actually seen it like a drawn-out breakup like this before and every every look she shares with him obviously again actually yes you you talk about that including the knowledge of that which he might be pregnant
0: um she puts on this very like brave face and business voice to deal with the people she has to deal with um but she's usually in conflict with herself, um, about what she has to do and who she can trust. I think she's very afraid of being, uh, of being fully loved on some level. I don't think that she feels like she kind of deserves it on some, I uh, which is a, a bit of a contrast to Kendall because I think he believes he deserves love. He just doesn't understand why he isn't getting it. And, <laughs> and Roman that's, is, that's yeah, very good. And Roman honestly is, Somewhere in the middle, in that he just wants everybody to get along, and I think it's it's easy to see Roman as a very confrontational person, be- and because he's such a like fast talking, like you know, insults throwing, yeah, 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 yeah. It's, but he actually just if if you really look at it, every time something is going on and. You know, there's some type of conflict or whatever. If there's a way for it to be resolved quickly and everybody's actually just like on good terms, Roman is like the first person to go for that usually. So oh, he's
1: the ultimate middle child, isn't he? Yeah, he's yeah, like I guess so. he wants top and the bottom to to get along. Yeah.
0: So yeah, like with, with, when Shiv was talking to Tom on those stairs, I think on some level she wanted to kind of be close to him, but she's also recoiling because she doesn't want him to know about the pregnancy because that changes things in their dynamic it changes things in their potential divorce and separation Mm -hmm. um which by the way before doing all this stuff and like calling out all the lawyers they really should have just gotten the mediator but anyway um
1: you're forgetting where they were emotionally mediator was not going to do anything
0: well i i think that that's something they should consider now if tom is as you know quote-unquote amenable and wanting to work things out as nicely and smoothly as possible as he says um, but yeah, I, I don't know what Tom's angle there was. Um, you know, reminding her of the place she was in when they met. I don't know if that was his way of being like, you know, I've always actually been there for you. Maybe there's mm. a way forward here for us. Um, mm-hmm. that's kind of what that felt like to me. But I think she still wants to kind of hold out. I don't know what she's planning to do, um, regarding the pregnancy. I don't know who she intends to tell. Eventually she will start showing. I don't know if the show is going to, you know, get to that point, but I think it's probably going to. Yeah, happen. that's
1: what I was saying. If the show is, if this season is ten days, then she probably won't be showing, unless we do a fast forward and we see her give birth to a six foot child and we know that the child's actually Greg's. <laughs> Hilarious.
0: Um, yeah, I just, I don't know. Like, I, I, I'm not sure what to make of her interactions or lack of interactions with Greg, but I feel like just the way she keeps looking. Please at don't give Don't
1: give yourself. Don't think about the Greg theory, please. <laughs> That's a bedtime story. That's not anything that she... I guess don't a, give any
0: credence. Nightmare story. But yeah, I guess... Well, um, yeah. I, I guess just the way she, um, she keeps, you know, avoiding real eye contact with Tom says it all, really. Because eye contact mm-hmm. is a very big part of connection. Like when you're really trying to get on someone's level, you have to look at eye contact.
1: Um, Colin arrives at the house and then sh- wearing jeans <laughs> wearing Matt. jeans and Colin having a son having his son, denim, man. Having son and a wife mad and I think him having his son was very again might have just been a random thing that he wrote to him, but it, it, I just immediately remember the end of episode one the end of the pilot like when mm. he gives that kid the the the, the, the watch. watch he was thinking and obviously again this episode he mentioned that like Logan is leaving a watch to, to Colin anyway yeah. so Colin arrives with his family and then shortly after we see him at the end of a conversation with Marsha which again, scheming all around and Marsha kind of shares this look with him. And then that's when Kerry comes up, despite Marsha telling her not to arrive. Um uh, Kerry kind I of breaks like, down cause she, cause I, she wants I feel to like go. a lot
0: of people I feel like a lot of people are not sympathizing with Kerry. Um but I don't know I feel like Marsha was a bit too heavy-handed oh of course but but there are people I'm sure who will feel that Marsha is fully justified it's like okay you were sleeping with my husband you're kind of like a younger version of me I resent you and at the same time you've now come here we've told you not to show up here you're showing up and now you want to go upstairs to do what exactly you know I can kind of see both sides here but at the same time I feel like you know, I agree with Roman in that Marsha may have been a bit too callous in that moment. Even them seeing yeah. Colin coming out of his day off to be like take her out the back,
1: <laughs> so I was just like, wow. and the way he steps in.
0: So obviously she's um, like, Colin. I thought we we're friends.
1: Yeah, I thought we just shared this car ride last night when we were both cried. Like, so obviously I'm like the captain of the Kerry hate club, right? Yes, you are. But on the, on their side, I fucking love actors and I fucking love acting. And the main thing about acting is that. You have to empathize with your character you have to be able to obviously do a good job. And like I, I understand Carrie's point of view. The, the cheating with Logan, all that is terrible, all of that, but like in this particular moment, you understand the despair that she's feeling. And you can see it on Zoe Winters' face because she's doing very, very good acting. Really, really shook. And then her stuff falls, falls down and Roman shows her kindness. Yeah. Which struck me because I think that might come back to play a part.
0: I think so too. Yeah, I've, because I think, I think with this yeah. show,
1: anytime one of these genuinely awful people shows a bit of real kindness, it's usually rewarded. Think back to season two: Kendall giving Greg the apartment. Mm-hmm. Right, that was just kindness out of Kendall's... Like obviously he wanted to have a party there that, that night, but beyond that, he was just giving Greg an apartment because Greg was being his friend. Yeah. Right, and then what happens? Greg repays that kindness at the end of the season. Um, I can't seem to think of any other. Kindness moment out of my head, but you get what I mean. Like whenever they and like Roman showing her kindness in that moment is very not out of character. Surprising, as a better word, right? it doesn't because, surprise me
0: actually. Um, yeah, because he's so I can, emotionally attuned, isn't he? It, there's that, and there's also the fact that I think he's the most like Logan in in a lot of ways. At least mm. in 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 terms of.
1: Can I just um, say something quickly? Just to know how let you know how good this writing on this show is. I think you ask ten different people who is the most like Logan, and I think you get ten, yeah, different,
0: you get answers. 10 different answers. 10%. Yeah. But continue, think, please. Yeah, what I would say is he's most like Logan in terms of um in terms of managing relationships. Let's put it that way. Mm, okay. I think Kendall and Shiv have a little bit more of the business acumen. Not that Roman doesn't have any, but I think Roman is, you, you can say, um, Kendall and Shiv are Roman's children, but I think, uh, are Logan's children. But I think yeah. Roman is the one who is, who we come to the greatest extent, say is the child of Logan and Caroline.
1: Oof, I think, okay, that's not, yeah.
0: Yeah. I think, I think that, um, having that distance from her, right? Mm-hmm. He, because he really had his dad. And they had like a very weird relationship and all that. I mean, we've they've even talked about how like Roman probably was hit as a child by Logan and stuff like that. Oh, most definitely, yeah. Yeah, there, there's there's this sense of endearment that Roman sees, seems to have for Logan that the others don't as much. I think he, I think Roman because he wants people to get along so much, he finds it a lot less difficult to hate or to really really stay mad like roman doesn't really hold grudges shiv holds grudges quite well kendall mm-hmm. is capable of holding grudges but he typically would rather not mm-hmm. right um and then connor he's just he copes by being distant right he he well, it was actually very sad when he said that he's learned to live in this family without love like that's mm-hmm. that, that's that's quite a lot you know to hear from somebody who's uh, who's the first child and tends and to who be was that, that? overlooked Yeah. Essentially, he, he helped to raise Yeah. So I mean, I think Roman is not—he is kind to carry not just be like because of that, you know, kind of I guess emotional integrity, but also because he's kind of like Logan in a lot of ways, and he's showing that kindness to Carrie because to him now she's an extension of his father, at least recently. I think he shows mm. her that he shows her that kindness because of her relationship with his father, and it's like, well, you know. You're not necessarily one of us, but at the very least, you know, Dad likes you, right? Dad likes you, and you know, for somebody who's claiming to have pre-grieved, right? <laughs> I think I think he has to kind of let that out somehow. He's 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 dealing with it in this way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Also, they talked about Carrie. Like Roman knows that for all the issues that are underlying here, Logan actually liked Carrie. Was infatuated with her. At the end of season three, um, they were on that boat together, and Carrie's in front, and Logan taps Roman and says, that's a good looking woman, huh? Which is weird, but, mm, you know, added to the that, list. Yeah, that kind of tells you, you know, how he, he was willing to share that with his son. And you can see from the way Karen Culkin plays it in that moment, when when Logan tells him that, um, how he's like, okay, well, you know, I would have thought, Carrie was just kind of something that didn't matter, but clearly it's like, you know, she matters a little bit to you. And I think that kind of builds up Carrie as something, you know, worth acknowledging. Over time and they even have a little bit of banter and insults here and there since then, between them yeah. and now. So I yeah. think he's like, you know, let's be at least a little bit decent to her. And yeah. I think it's because of those factors. His emotional um intelligence, surprising emotional intelligence in this way. Um, his relationship with Logan and his desire to kind of hold what Logan cared about.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's always had yeah, this season has really shown his machine intelligence because even the rehearsal, he's the one that kept on kept on saying we have to go check in on corner. Um, yeah. anyway speaking of Kerry mattering so again we don't have subtitles on the screeners but I think I caught in that conversation between her and Roman I think I caught her saying that Logan was talking about them getting married hmm okay so you didn't okay. catch that so maybe you could go maybe you go back and listen to that to, to that scene
0: I, okay. I, I thought but, she was it sounded like indistinct like very shook babbling to me but, yeah, I'm definitely going, going to go listen to that again because... Yeah,
1: because I I heard something about... He said like, we're going to get married and some stuff. And then he was, he was she told him um, Roman to go check on something. And he was like, I don't have your personal number and stuff. But yeah, I heard, I heard married. that. Yeah. I definitely heard married. I wasn't well, sure that I
0: heard married. I heard, like, she was saying that, you know, maybe there were plans or whatever. He said this, he said that. I just didn't catch yeah. the word married, but okay.
1: That but is... we'll confirm when it's out on HBO stroke, Sky. Yeah. Um... Okay, there are two things we need to hit before we end here, so I'll just keep on running through some of the plot points. Um, Lipbaum, Tom Wam, after striking out to Kendall, goes to cozy up with Roman. He's just, him and Greg are just flying around. Actually, <clears throat> speaking of Greg, in that moment, there are two other reactions to that whole character situation. Obviously, Roman, like we said, is showing her kindness. But Shiv is in a weird place where you can tell that she's a bit uncomfortable with what... Um, Marsha is doing but she does she never like tries to help. She never tries to get involved. She's just like, yeah. Like she, she doesn't think he's right, but she's not really that, that bothered. Greg on I the think other she hand, she
0: just doesn't like Kerry.
1: Yeah. yeah, Greg on the other hand has been particularly mean. And, and what what is it with Greg and his side comments throughout the episode? Why? Yes. So I I think I, I do think Greg is trying to, to latch onto a into a camp and he's he's doing he's trying to make sure he endears
0: is, himself to Marsha.
1: Yeah, so he's trying whatever... He cannot support Kerry if he's trying to endear himself to Marsha. So he's trying to insult Marsha. There's a moment earlier when he's like, Marsha will catch up later. It's like, Greg, what the fuck do you think what you're do doing? What do you mean by that? Well, <laughs> yes, yeah, so I do think he's trying to endear... But he's being very mean in that scene. And again, it's like, that followed, following the fact that he um, cancelled her ATN dreams a couple a couple days yeah. ago could obviously give gave um Carrie some some malice towards Greg. Okay. So then like so yeah, Tom is obviously again floating around trying to he tries it with Tom. Sorry tries it with Kendo. Kendo is like I like I like you. Good luck. Nothing else. Uh, and then he tries to be. Roman was as well. So
0: <laughs> when I heard that I was like, oh my goodness,
1: ouch. That was wild. Yeah. Reminded me of season in very
0: season. Three actually. Okay. Remember when they, when oh yeah. That... So when it was
1: like that, um, Logan doesn't get fucked. You get fucked. Yeah, yeah. true. And true. I was Kendall thinking of season was one like, when
0: wow, how the tables have turned.
1: Yeah, I was thinking of season one when Kendall told him, "I like you. Uh, I know you're eating shit for me." Okay. Yeah. So it the was, siblings yeah. meeting. There are two parts of the siblings meeting. There's the discussion and the resolution. I want to start with the discussion. If you have any thoughts on the discussion, I don't particularly have any thoughts. But you have any thoughts on the discussion before they make a resolution? I just think
0: I would have, I would have yelled too. It's like when they kept ignoring him. I was, it was actually. Oh yeah, that was me. frustrating. That was frustrating. Like, as what, as a, what, what like, are Jesus. you people doing? What are you doing? Like, come on!
1: But that's such like that's such like younger younger sibling stuff. You're just like, can we just be serious? Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I think he had to do that on some level. And as for the discussion itself, I kind of see why Shiv is iffy mm-hmm. because it's very easy. You know, for a future version of this conversation to be referred to in retrospect, and they'll be like, "Oh well, you know, we said we wouldn't, we, we said we wouldn't screw you over," but like, you know, this happened, that happened. Like, it's yeah. it's not like they have anything in writing, so I would be afraid to. If I was her, I'd be very,
1: very, very like trepidatious. Can I make so, a bold statement? Go ahead. I loved last week's episode. Obviously, just, I just need to say that. For anyone that I don't know that's listening. The, the resolution to this meeting, the last few minutes of this meeting, was more emotional to me than anything from last week. Really, because Shiv is begging to not get fucked. She's begging yeah. to be part of, it. and but you can see the fucking coming. You can see that you they're going <laughs> to screw her over. It's it's all it's like it's yeah. almost reaching five feet in front of you. I'm just like Shiv is again. Like I said, I'm a sucker for great acting. Like she's Sarah is breaking down. She's already tearing up. She's trying to like she's like okay. That's fine. You guys have I've tried. You guys have said I can't be part of this thing. I d- I don't want to be front facing. I don't care about the ego. I just want to be involved. I don't care about yeah. if people don't know I'm involved. Just just involve me. Just make sure. Like I'm let's here. do this as a family. But you're like so much and they're so saying that. Yeah, lashing fine. out at
0: Sandy Furness. <laughs> Fucking that man really. By came the way, to his enemy's house to smile. after By the he way,
1: died. Sandy. Every time I know Sandy was hundred percent smiling after she fell. Like he wasn't smiling before. Oh yeah. So like, So like yeah. So fuck Sandy and his wheelchair. Um. No, so like (laughs) uh what I no, yeah, so like uh, that that was it was so emotional to kind of like this. Is like it's like you can see this character about to make, and it's just like guys, just be nice, be Mm -hmm. nice. They say things like like Roman. I I don't know if Kendall is 100 percent what he's saying to that moment. Maybe he is, maybe he isn't like that like he's going to stick to his word i think roman is 100 mm-hmm. percent stick to his work like roman says things like yesterday was real you can you can tell that roman is really holding on to to the day that dad died uh he says i feel good about this being th- the relationship um she says something she's like a dad promise on yesterday mm-hmm. and it's just like what are the conversations that we didn't see like what did they like did they like, were they, like after today like, like a dad promise sounds so heavy and sounds so like sibling i'm just like I was just like, oh my God, they're going to fuck this girl up. They're going to fuck her. And like, I don't, we're not going to have this shave conversation because we're still trying to avoid having that. Right. Mm. And I'm not like, I'm not like Shiv's speakers defender. But I think something that happened a lot to, that happens to me a lot is that whenever I feel like a character, especially a character for a show I really love, is being, not even unfairly is the wrong word, is being stupidly judged or stupidly analyzed. Because like, unfriendly could just be like you're angry but like stupidizing you're deliberately missing the point. <laughs> I usually get more defensive for that character. I think she falls into that, that that bracket. I'm not going to have that discussion today because we don't have the energy. But I think a lot of discourse we don't. on Shiv is terrible. <laughs> we don't. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot, of, a lot of discourse on Shiv is terrible and that obviously makes me then like want to support her more than I actually really do care. I don't care about her that much as, but anyway so Seeing this happen, I'm like, oh, this is bad because I feel like everyone, I feel like everyone else can see the 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 fucking coming except you, Shiv. You just can't, and like you want to yeah. believe your brothers. And I think your brothers, for the most part, in that moment, believe what they're saying. But we know the show we're watching. We we know that like that's not anyway. Yeah, that was just it was quite emotional out to me. I was like, this is this. I mean, I didn't cry, yeah. but it was quite emotional out to me. Um I get you. But that was I mean, do you have any thoughts on on that resolution before? We go to the second big thing of the well, just
0: just just from like a business perspective, it, it would make mm. sense that the oh, it makes um, the sense the quote yeah, unquote yeah. co coos would would kind of step up as, as interim um, recommendations to for the top job by by the by, um, by the board, but um, both these guys have been so detached from the company of late. I'm not even sure how everybody else went for it so easily, but well, um, I mean, it this is is the it is. Name. it's the name, was yeah, the name, because the name is there.
1: I also, because maybe not all of them know, like not the entire board knows the whole situation. But I remember, I I remember during the premiere, I kept on thinking, I was like, it was interesting that they kept on saying, we've drafted a resignation. Because I was like, why did they keep saying that? Drafted, drafted, and then I was like, oh, okay, because yeah, they haven't, they're still part of the company, they haven't resigned. Because I was like, how is Roman still CEO? And I was like, oh yeah, he hasn't resigned. He's still just taking a leave of absence, basically. Anyway. That leads us to the end of the episode. After Kendall and Roman are voted in as co CEOs, Carolina and Hugo informed them about two ways they can spin the news. Yeah, what that they're dead boys, or they shit on dad. Yeah, um, Roman especially, as you can expect, is against shit on dad, and Kendall mm-hmm. kind of seems like he's against it as well. The, the look on his
0: face, the way he, he, the way he hesitates before saying that no. Yeah, he's Just almost makes like, makes so do, actually now. we don't
1: want to consider? Actually, we don't want to consider. it. <laughs> well, anyway. After looking at the letter again, he tells Hugo to sanction to sanction it, but very low key. Otherwise, the insider trading stuff will come up. So two questions for you. Well well, one point and one question. Well, the one point is that Kendall has already begun not being a team player. Which is mm-hmm. like it goes back to my point of, of Shiv getting fucked. But now in this case he's already fucking Roman as well. He's co CEO. But then the second thing is what do you or the question is, what do you think of this decision and why do you think Kendall does it? Why do you think Kendall makes this decision?
0: I think it probably has to do a little bit with what's on that page. He's mm. remembering his dad telling him, "You're not a killer,"
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? He I have killer re- written down as well. Yeah, yeah. He
0: he remembers. Um, he remembers that when he looks at that document. Which, by the way, I don't, I don't know if this is like um, you know products of Vision by apple but that scan was looking way too clean for no good reason like that wasn't even a scan that was probably just a photograph but
1: yeah i know, thought it was a photo I, I, I was didn't, I didn't didn't it was looking so scan. clear
0: i was like what but anyway um
1: did you yeah. understand that apparently villains aren't allowed to use iphones i didn't know
0: this i did know yes um that's, so yeah. right it's or a rather
1: iphone times apple doesn't allow villains to use iphones yeah that's, yeah that's
0: apple is it apple be. is so particular about um their product marketing that. In fictional work, if somebody is going to be the bad guy, they're not allowed to use an iPhone. And directors and producers are supposed to know this because Apple, even on a subconscious fictional level, doesn't want their products associated with evil in any way whatsoever. Um, it's a thing. It's, it's kind of a thing that's always been there. But um, and I had heard about it, but then Ryan Johnson actually kind of brought it into the fore when yeah, he was doing that. Back. Yeah, he was mm-hmm. doing um, you know notes on the scene. Um, on Knives Out, and he talked about how certain people don't have certain phones, and then he kind of revealed it. And it's a thing people have been saying now. But for this season, just while we're on the topic, I did think about it because um, Shiv has always been an iPhone user. Kendall has always had both, um, but Roman mm. has always actually been an Android user. But now all of them seem to be using the latest iPhone, which is very interesting. Tom. Tom. Yeah,
1: Tommy well, Manny. Tom.
0: Tom has always been using Android. To be fair, but yes, Tom, <laughs> Tom is using that. Android I mean, on this show, how do you how
1: do you say who the videos is on this show? Like, it's just that's a weird. Like, how how would you differ? Anyway, but that was just a random thing that I yeah, yeah. found out about recently.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's 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 definitely. I don't know if it's something that that'll play into it, I'd, or I just it's just it's the only reason I'm even bringing it because I feel like that, for some reason I feel like Jesse Armstrong is above all that, <laughs> but. Uh, on some in, in some mean, way, but but the only uh, reason I'm bringing it up is because I just noticed HBO because be. I just mm. yeah I just noticed that stark change and like oh every single one of these people seems to be using an iPhone now what is that about so yeah I guess I guess that's yeah. that's
1: but anyway I'm back sure. to our point the the, the letter and Ken's decision to
0: yeah I, I just think he I just think he remembers that and he he comes to Hugo and he kind of explains himself he's like this is what Dad would do this is probably what mm-hmm. Dad would want mm-hmm. and you know I was talking to a bunch of people about how things would be going forward and one good friend of mine um one good friend of mine Chima, he writes for um for seda he actually told me that it would be cool to see what happens <laughs> what happens now that they're out of their dad's shadow and i was like are they are they actually out out of, out of they're not? Shadow? No. he was like oh, and he was like oh you think even in death like and i was like yes even in death
1: Hundred percent. I think death might even almost be worse because you can't confront it. It's just yeah, a shadow. There's no like physical Kendall embodiment. Ha-
0: is Kendall has the freedom, more freedom than ever, to actually choose to be free, and he is not just actively getting back into this mess. He's trying to play it the way his dad would. It's like Logan isn't around to even, like you're saying, oh, you want dad's approval. Like you always used to do these things in, in the hopes of, like, okay, you know, maybe he'll say, yeah, you did good. But now that's not even a possibility anymore, but you're still doing it. So, which makes it scarier. Back yeah, to, yeah, it, it your scary.
1: Replying to your friend's point, because when he was alive, there was a possibility that you could get that, that acknowledgement. Now yeah. you can't. So you just keep on doing more and more and more, but the finish line keeps on moving farther and farther and farther. Exactly. I, and you become I your think father. Kendo does it. Because and this is just me, it's definitely me um, impressing my opinions on him. I think he does it because he realizes that that's a cross, it's a cross out, not an underline. So he wants to, he prove, wants to prove to himself. his dad that he's a killer one last time. Yeah, I think he realizes that that's his dad cross crossing that name out, and it's like agree. Oh, okay,
0: yeah, yeah. That's what I was feeling as well. I think before that scene, I didn't have an
1: opinion. I didn't have an opinion on who, on what it was. But after that scene, I was like, oh, that's a cross out. That's not an underline. Yeah, definitely. And it's also the clearest look we had on it
0: yeah it it was to to me like it was it was a cross out um and i feel like kendall i also agree that kendall felt that way and i think he realized it from the beginning if you look at the way Mm. he was interacting with people in that scene um when he's like you know it it definitely isn't shiv for example when he looked her in the face and said that shit
1: isn't shiv Jesus Christ!
0: like he really said that and he was like well you know even if it's not me it's definitely not you too and Mm -hmm. i think that's just him kind of quietly reacting to that but not saying what was going on and that's such good writing bro because (laughs) because he's not he's not verbally reacting to what's just happened he's processing it and this is how he's reacting as he's processing it but nobody necessarily would know why he's saying that but people around him might be like oh maybe he feels like his name was crossed out you know Mm -hmm. it's such Mm -hmm. a sensitive thing that's been done here and and i like that a lot so your idea that he might be doing it you know as an extra way of because i know i said like you know he he um he feels that like he can hear Logan's voice in his head, mean like you're not a killer. Mm-hmm. You saying that there's an extra push of I want to now show that I'm a killer. Um, mm-hmm. uh, is is an interesting touch. Maybe that's why he does because what he what he does right after very killer moves. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just gonna say that right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, Hugo, you're in a bad spot. First of all, you know what I mean. <laughs> I love um, how they keep bringing Fisher Stevens to this show to make me laugh.
1: This is this is the most I have felt like this was Fisher Stevens playing this character. That makes sense. Like this was like because this was very sketchy. Yeah, like I expect Fisher Stevens to have to have his to play a sketchy character. I was like obviously I've, I've loved Hugo throughout. I love him laughing at the, at the the tape. But I was like, oh, this like him getting embroiled in this kind of like uh, <laughs> insider trading thing makes sense for a Fisher Stevens character. I'm like oh, ah, okay yeah that that tracks. Fair enough. Um, yeah, I think we can oh wrap God. it up there. But some quick random points. One was about her falling down. I'm sure falling down, but we've already touched on that regarding the pregnancy, um, mm-hmm. because I had in my nose that it, w- it felt weirdly important for them to leave it in the episode because they could have done without it. But obviously, with her being pregnant, it makes more sense. Um, of course, Kendall's middle name is Logan.
0: Yeah, and the name is not the also, first time that it's been mentioned.
1: Oh, is it? Oh, okay, maybe I
0: missed yeah, it. Yeah, I, I, I knew it, it beforehand. I'm not sure which episode I learned it in, but his name is Kendall Logan Roy. But and also, it was, just, it, was, it was just funny to see that on paper.
1: Yeah, did, so that, did did Logan hate Connor before he was born? Why would you not give Connor? Look that's what at? I was
0: saying, bro. Because it's like that. That's why I think um, Kendall's name is even on the paper in the first place, right? Because <laughs> because you have Connor, and I think Connor is so heavily associated with his mother and Logan's mind mm-hmm, that, mm-hmm. and I really hope we find out more about what happens with her. I think when he remarried and Caroline comes into into the the picture, and then Kendall's born, he's like, okay, this is my golden child, like this mm. is the one that I will put. So it was like, I'm not, risk, I'm not gonna yeah, risk, I, not I'm not gonna risk Connor being mentally going, Ill. I'm going to, yeah, it's like I'm going to groom this mm. one to be mm-hmm. the next me, and you know, he that's where Kendall starts to feel pressure all his life. You know, he gives him yeah. his name. He prefer like it's it's kind of like how in um like I don't know, you don't you don't really watch them power or the power universe as they're calling themselves these days but um in book two um ghost which follows um the activities of the first show's main character um, james st patrick his son's name Tariq. like Tariq's name is Tariq james st patrick so he is, he it? is his, I didn't, know his he had, I didn't know he
1: had james's name
0: oh yeah he is his father in a lot of ways and i think the show is trying to you know, it's it's a very similar thing here. People people do that, um, especially when you do when you do it with one child. That's kind of like a very big indicator of what your expectations are, and yeah. I think it informs a lot of the stuff that we've seen in the relationship.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's. Um, I think Cox mentioned that he he believes that M. Connor is on the spectrum. Yes, he so, did say that. Yeah, be, I, mean, does, that's I, think I think that's
0: that's an interesting analysis. But yeah.
1: Yeah, let's, that's a good point to wrap it up. Actually, quickly, a quick story. Um, so <laughs> I think he said it's on when he was on Colbert. We were talking about how because they have a funeral episode, which again, I guess, is the next next week's episode. Yeah, I was gonna um, mention that next week. <laughs> yeah. Or I mean, yeah, I guess we can say it now. Just uh yeah, no, gonna, no, we, skip we, it to next week. We might as well
0: because it, it just makes sense that he would that he would do that, right? He he essentially helped to keep the secret
1: yeah so yeah so the story is that they had planned to do a fake scene with logan during the funeral so that obviously threw away the scent of the reporters about logan dying but then but then they call him when he's on the way like look we're running out of time we don't think we have time to shoot the scene and he's like fuck that i have to come otherwise people will know so he then goes to the funeral set dressed in black and all that and then what do you know the next day on the daily Mail, they say they say um succession shooting a funeral scene Brian Cox, Nicholas Braun, and Kendall, I think, yeah, um, Jeremy Strong were yeah. present. So, who died? Is it Tom Wachowicz? I Meaning Just yeah. because he actually came to set. Obviously, through
0: we were able to know who. That
1: Imagine who if he didn't come to set, we would have known he was like we would have known all yeah. this while. Well, really, he really, he
0: really, really did a good job going there.
1: He saved peak TV. He he saved one of the best shows of all time. That was the a, final a, gift I, he gave them. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, um, that's why his name was in this in this episode's credit so you can keep on getting paid <laughs> told you i mean you're right probably <laughs> oh okay quickly uh i don't know if this is a spoiler or not i'll say it to you Bebe, and then you can tell me whether it cut it out or not mm-hmm. Uh, you should cut it i'll cut it out yeah Uh okay uh okay uh Bebe, thank you very much for discussing this episode with me Yep. Glad uh, I good. Yeah. This is just, this is this was, ah, this is just a great show. This is a really great show. Like the way this episode just, this is all in yeah. one, one location. It's just a really good show, man. Just a really good show. Yeah. um, Yeah, but yeah, thank you very much. We'll, we'll be back next week. I think by next week we'll be joined, we'll be joined back with Jibs. That was not English. We'll be joined again by Jibs to just hopefully to
0: Jibs and not Mattin. Mattin is so stressful to do business with. I actually don't everybody.
1: If you could get one person to have a, Meeting with Madsen or Jared Mankin?
0: Oh, oh, okay. I think I'd. That's crazy. I'd probably go with Madsen. It has to be Madsen. I don't know why you're <laughs> I mean, thinking so long. It has to I be probably Madsen. Like <laughs> Madsen, because I mean, it's just a meeting to do a deal with, like both. Of no, them, no, it's like a meeting for
1: a deal. It's not just you're not just talking to him for like ah. a meeting well, still, to the meeting. Was still both something. of them
0: feel like you're doing a deal with the devil, but still, yeah, it's still Madsen, but, man, cause, yeah,
1: at least one you get paid. Yeah, like, he had to get fucked. up. It's so from
0: hard it. to do business with. Like every time, like I really felt that in this episode because it's just when he every, gets this guy, every small thing, every small thing is just like wow, like, like nobody knows what this guy is going to do or how he'll react. Like mm-hmm. he, he's really giving like you know, like Western European tech billionaire. <laughs> I mean, Skarsgård the, is doing a great job.
1: It's a great, great job. Um. Okay. Yeah. Thank you very much for coming on and yes guys please please if you listen this far please rate and review the podcast on spotify apple podcasts please that really helps us and yeah check in on the other stuff we're covering and yeah join us next week when we'll be joined by the one the only uh daniel kaluya i think it's daniel kaluya next week I'm not, I'm not mistaken i think it's daniel i'll, I'll, I'll confirm with the schedule but we'll be joined by daniel Kaluuya. Yes, bye guys yeah they've been begging bye guys <laughs>